It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. All right, the Adam Ritz Show is on campus today in Arlington, Texas. Texas. We're at UT Arlington, and we're broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. Thank you so much for that warm welcome, and we bring on to the show now Darian McLemore. Hi, Darian. How are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you? Uh, I'm wonderful. Thanks for the hospitality. You're a student athlete on the baseball team. Is that correct? I am. Tell us about uh, the baseball squad. I have a lot of freshmen coming in, a lot of newcomers but also a good amount of returners. We're, we're looking pretty good for this season. And what uh, position? I play second base. Second base. Your best memory to date about the second base? About the second base. Well, uh, not about the actual square base, <laughs> but, but I guess about performing or playing second base. Playing second base. Um, honestly, probably how far we made it in our season last year. We made an amazing run, especially after not getting off to a very good start at the beginning of the season. See, now that's great character, because I was expecting you'd, you'd brag about turning a double play or something cool you did, but you brought it back to the whole team. So uh, that's great character. That's what job interviewers are looking for. And uh, we travel the country and talk to college student-athletes uh, about character and integrity, and we came here to UT Arlington to talk to you about uh, some of the stuff that your fellow teammates and the rest of the student-athletes are up to. And you know this because you're a student leader on the uh, student athletic advisory committee uh, what can you tell us about uh, the community service here at UTA well right now we have a lot of our teams getting involved in a lot of different things um, recently we had our volleyball team raise over five thousand dollars for breast cancer awareness all right nice job volleyball team five grand for breast cancer awareness how'd they do it they, they did a great job they went out to Cowboys games and tailgated and asked people there for donations and they got donations at the volleyball games and just through doing different things around campus. Very cool. And then uh, anything your team's been up to? Right now, my team, as well as the rest of the athletic department, is actually involved in getting canned goods donated for um, needy families. Holiday season coming up. Needy families are out there. It's a great way to give back to your community no matter where you live. All of our listeners, get off your couch. Make this place uh, a, better, a better world. You've, you've got to be involved with your community the way the student-athletes and the students here at UTA are. Darian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let's give Darian one more round of applause. Thank you for having me. And thank you, UTA, for hosting the Adam Ritz Show. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Honored and privileged to have Coach Diaco with us from UConn football. It's Bob Diaco. Hi, Bob. How are you? Good, Adam. Thank you. I uh, enjoy having head coaches on the program to talk about off-the-field uh, issues like character and academics. Um, we can watch ESPN and find out about your on-the-field X's and O's and what you do on third down. Right. But our listeners and our viewers like to find out about uh, some behind-the-scenes information, um, with issues like character and integrity, um, big parts of your background and how you coach. How do you feel about these issues when it comes to maybe recruiting a high school kid or, or a current player, a junior, senior on your team? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's critically important as we try to put the, te the team together and we believe um, profoundly that, you know, character will beat um, systems any day of the week. So uh, we're trying to build it. We're trying to recruit to it. And, and uh, it's a very important part of our developmental program to help these young men be better than they would otherwise be. 
It's not just improving their skill and the team. We're trying to improve their lives. Have you seen uh, players, well, maybe just even that you've recruited, that you've maybe passed on because of a character issue, um, and maybe you've recruited a guy who maybe wasn't the best out there but had great character? Oh, absolutely. Every day of the week. I mean, it's there's a story and multiple stories every year. Uh, as you sit down with a guy and you're reading body language, you're reading um, you know, how, how they look and, and how they act and the things that they say, and, and then you're observing them as they interact with, with the team-to-be or other recruits on campus, and, and uh, you're following their social media accounts and, and trying to really inspect, and you're talking to people in school about them uh, that aren't football coaches, and uh, you, get, you learn a lot. If you're interested, you can learn a lot. You know, that's funny that you just mentioned. You talk to people at their high school that aren't their coaches. Oh, yeah. uh, I recently heard of a coach that, that actually talks to high school's lunch ladies <laughs> to find out about, you know, some, some character issues with some of the guys. So you actually talk to uh, high school administrators that aren't on, in the athletic department to find out what the real story is with these players Abs- in high school? Absolutely. And, you, you know, you look at the transcript and you can see. And it, and it's, it doesn't show up in, in grades and character doesn't necessarily show up in grades in math and science and English because – you know, the person might have an aptitude there or be bright or whatever. Um, but, but they show up in absences and lateness and yeah. tardies. And there's sometimes there's a story there, too. So then you look at gym class, you know. If you get a D in gym class, <laughs> you're a jerk. <laughs> you know, you well, just, you know, you, you, lack, you lack the kind of respect that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have trouble getting along. That's, um, I never even thought of that. If you're, if you're a good enough athlete to be a Division I college football player and you're, gonna, you're getting a D in gym class, yeah, yeah there might be a problem. There. That's a problem. That's a problem. You're going to have trouble taking coaching. So, and and I, listen, I went to college, and I played big-time football um, in the Big Ten, and, uh, and I made so many mistakes. And, and I'm just, you know, I want to help these guys be better than they would otherwise be, give them as much information as I possibly can mm-hmm. um, to try to just help them through this process. So. And where did you play? I played at Iowa. Iowa, okay. Um, I can't tell your age. You're one of these guys, um, you know, your stature as a coach, you're wise beyond your years, yeah. but you still you kind of look young to me. Uh, did you play for Kirk um, Ferentz? I didn't. I played for Aiden Fry. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, you, I didn't I'm think 40, you were. That, I'm 42. Oh, my, I didn't think you were that old. Yeah. Why do I look so bad? I'm <laughs> here, we're about the same age. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden Fry at Iowa. Yeah. Um, well, nice. I was going to ask you about uh, mentors and mentoring. That's yeah. a big, uh, big part of uh, what we talk about on a social awareness radio show. Hayden Fry, um, uh, one of your mentors. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. so great. Yeah. He, he was such a the, the consummate players coach and. You felt loved, and, and, and you felt this warm embrace from him and his staff and the program. And you can see it. The proof's in the pudding. There's a, a massive amount of his players uh, that, that continue to make coaching and teaching young people part of their lives. So, What maybe then is, uh, give me just one little tidbit, that he taught you when he coached you that you kind of s- snatched onto that you might share with your players now as a head coach? Uh, you know, he'd say really two things, and I think as a staff, I, as a player, I heard him say, "Will ask yourself the question, will it help me win? Will it help me win? In all instances, throughout all your day, if it will, do it. If it won't, don't. Um, that always stuck with me. He'd say it was very easy to remember and, yeah. and very visual, you know. Um, and it had nothing to do with practice. He wasn't talking about practice. He wasn't talking about games. He wasn't talking – he was talking about in your life. Will yeah. it help me win? And yeah, then – yeah. 
you know, uh, Thoreau quote, which really he, he said, you know, over and over again in different ways. But, you know, basically goodness is the only investment that never fails. You know, and he was such a good guy. He is such a good guy. And, uh, and it permeated through the program. And, and he had good to great success. Uh, there's coaches out there that had, you know, great to monumental success. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but uh, he would never compromise the program or us as players for a victory or chasing a victory. You know, it was just he was just good to us, and uh, and he wanted us to be good. I'm sure he'd be glad to know now that uh, some things he said have stuck with you not oh only gosh. as a young man but as a head coach yourself. So now you're in the position to um, really make an impact yeah. with these young men. Um, fairly new here at UConn, and. Uh, as you're growing with this program, it's your program now. You're right. the Hayden Fry. You're the next generation of Hayden Fries. How, how's that, I guess, affect when you're up in front of the group uh, speaking? You want to say something that some 20-year-old remembers in 22 years when he's 42. Yeah, and I think that 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 just comes from authenticity and honesty. I need to be myself. I need to say what's on my heart and mind um, based on, you know, an education and an estimation and and uh, and also not just repeating things that I've heard other people say um, they were authentic for Hayden Fry uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they're authentic for me mm-hmm. so I need to be authentic I need to be honest I need to be consistent uh, always be thinking about the players first um, those are those are those are things that I'm trying to approach you know each day with and uh, just trying to help them be better than they would otherwise be without us Coach Bob Diaco is our uh, guest on the program, head coach of UConn football. Uh, we had a chance to talk with one of your players about their service projects mm-hmm. and being involved with the community. Um, a, how important is that to you that your players are involved with the community? And uh, B, what is uh, one of your favorite service projects that your guys have done here at UConn? Yeah, you know, we're, we're, uh, we have a year-long plan. It's already on the calendar of events for the team. And a, and a developmental series, so we're interested in. And we do. We did a career fair for the team. Guys ended up actually getting jobs after the three-week career fair. Very cool. Um, where we taught them how to write resumes. We taught them how to do interviews. We taught them how to utilize social media for 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 their own benefit and their own brand. Then um, uh, we had employers come in here with jobs and interview the seniors and meet the juniors. Um, we, we brought in reps from the NFL to talk about the trappings of, of you know, fin- poor financial decisions, agents, things like that. Mm-hmm. We brought in a drug and alcohol scientist to talk about brain effects and pathways. Um, and through camp here, we've, we've brought in specialists to talk about masculinity and perseverance and decision-making. Um, so it's, a, it's incredibly important. It's a key fabric of, of our program. Um, and... And there's so many great initiatives that we love to do. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing projects where we're generating money and donating it to different cancer centers. Where um, we have a we have a, a school supply drive coming up that uh, the players don't even know about yet. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So very yeah. cool. Yeah, it's very, exciting. Very cool. And you mentioned uh, social media. Um, that probably keeps you up at night. You don't want to <laughs> you don't want to check anybody's Facebook page at uh, two in the morning, or Twitter account. But uh, how do you, I guess, relate to these young guys? In a, that's their world, how they communicate. Um, from your head coaching position, you know that that's a world that can be very easy for them to make a, 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 an ill-informed tweet or post that can be hard to explain to either 
the athletic director, or even uh, a court of law. So how do you, I guess, talk to your guys about social well, we try media? We to, try to teach them. We try to teach them. But like you said today, um, you know, you showed a picture of somebody and you said this is one of the most brilliant thinkers of our time, um, one of the most successful businessmen of our time, and, 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 and look at the, the, the stuff he's trying to explain away today. And if he can do it, you know, and, and you're exactly right. So I don't know how they're going to avoid it. Um, I hope that we can desensitize and, and, and put our pitchforks and, and flaming torches down for a little while to let these young people grow up a little bit. Um, they're going to make mistakes. I make mistakes. I make mistakes every day. And I'm just, um, I'm not the man I'm going to be. I'm not the man I'm supposed to be. I'm just glad I'm not the man I was yesterday. That's John Wooden, and he's so true. And, um, and and we're going to try to educate them, but they're going to make mistakes. And I just hope they don't, like you're talking about today, I hope they don't have to pay for it for the rest of their lives. Because between the ages of 17 and 22, they did something that, that was dumb, you know, that wasn't malicious or anything like that. So, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, cut anybody loose and, and, you know, we're going to try to develop these guys and care for them and, 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 and help educate them on their rights and, and, and help them use their, their ability to communicate and freedom of speech appropriately. So. All great stuff. Uh, social awareness from head coach Bob Diaco at UConn Football. Let's talk sports real quick, and I'll okay. let you go. Give us a secret third down play. What do you want to do on third down? Oh, man. We'll, we'll, uh, how, about, uh, how about the old um, um, fumble ruski? <laughs> Hopefully they'll spend a lot of time preparing for that. You okay. Know? Well, if we watch on Friday night, I'm uh, a pretty nuts and bolts guy. I don't. I don't. No. I don't. I don't veer too far well, off from the. From we're the, gonna. We're gonna put this on YouTube if uh, UConn wins with a with a fumble ruski play on a third down funny. against BYU that's uh, funny. home opener. This is yeah. you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, good. Bob. I, I can't don't think. hold your breath, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> nuts and bolts guy. So that's. Uh, um, Power football. Downhill running, yeah. All right, downhill running. Bob Diaco, head coach of UConn football, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Adam. Pleasure. Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. Thanks again for hanging out with the Adam Rich Show. Our next guest is Trent Mossbrucker. He's an old friend of the show, and we welcome you back. Hi, Trent. How are you? I'm good. good. Trent uh, was place kicker at the University of Iowa. I first met you about four years ago when you were uh, a scholarship athlete at the University of Iowa, and you were actually one of my first interviews as we were putting together this uh, social awareness radio show. So I'm so happy and proud to have you back on the show. Are you excited? Uh, Absolutely. It was uh, was a pleasure (laughs) meeting you then. It's a pleasure catching up with you. Well, if you want to see what we looked like four years ago, uh, there's still a YouTube video of that interview on YouTube. Just search Adam Ritz and Trent Mossbrucker, and you'll see what we looked like four years ago. So let's fast forward four years now. You're a graduate of the Iowa Hawkeyes. What are you doing now? I am currently uh, working at St. Lawrence University in upstate New York, uh, coaching football and uh, pursuing my master's in educational leadership. Oh, how's uh, coaching uh, college kids since you were a college kid 12 and a half months ago? Uh, they're, they're kind of a pain. I can see why our coaches yell a lot now, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's an eye-opening experience. It's uh, fun to try and get kids to do what you want them to do. <laughs> well, as a coach, uh, as a 
educator and a teacher, you know, that's, uh, that's a big undertaking. It's a big responsibility to mold the youth of America. Is it, that the way you look at it? it I, yeah, I'm, I'm learning every day. Um, organization's a big part of it. And uh, just teaching kids, uh, you know, on the field, off the field, how to live right. Um, it's, a big, it's a big learning curve, but uh, learning every day and enjoying every second of it. Trent Mossbrucker is our guest, and uh, we talk about leadership and student leadership, and we're actually at a student leadership conference, and you are on a panel. Do you uh, know what's about to happen on this panel, or what are you going to talk about? Uh, they're going to ask questions. We have, we have about five base questions we're going to talk about, and then uh, I'm sure we'll get some wild questions out of the audience. But um, just basically about the transition from high school to uh, college athletics, Division One, Two, II, and Three, and uh, socially and athletically, and we'll see how it goes. Do you know what those questions are? Have you been preparing? I, I have been preparing. I, I got five of them, and I uh, kind of ran over them in the car on the way down to my head, and um, we'll see what comes out of my well, mouth. <laughs> which one are you most looking forward to, to proudly sticking out your chest and throwing your two cents in? Um, uh, off the top of my head, just the transition socially um, from academics, athletics, but also the social part of uh, being a college student and a college athlete, because that's a big part that people don't really understand and kind of keeping your nose clean there and doing the right things. Well, and I could argue, too, socially at the University of Iowa just this past year, they were voted the number one party school in America. Isn't that correct? Uh, I, I think we were up there. I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing, or if we take pride in that. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we have a good time. It's college, and uh, Iowa City is a great place. So, and then there's going to be a Q&A session. Uh, what are some of the questions people ask you uh, just on the street or your friends, your family members uh, that you hear that you – it just shakes your head. You're like, is this question really coming out of your mouth? Um, if you get paid as a college athlete, and I just kind of shake my head. I, I wasn't that good. Maybe guys do, but I wasn't good enough to ever get paid. Um, but I just shake my head. It's just kind of one of those things that comes along with being a Division One athlete. And that's that's kind of the crazy one that I hear. So Kirk Ferentz uh, never passed you the duffel bag full of cash, huh? I don't think I was on Coach's good side for that one. So no, I never <laughs> saw any cash exchange hands with me and him. Well, Trent Mossbrucker, former Hawkeye. Well, I guess you'll always be a Hawkeye. So. Uh, Hawkeye and uh, current coach now at St. Lawrence uh, College or University? University. St. Lawrence University in uh, the state of New York. Uh, we thank you for coming on the show and really pointing out the awareness of um, student leadership and just being involved, community service, service leadership, community uh, involvement, community affairs. It's just a great thing for not only student athletes, but all students to be involved with and be aware of. So thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Hey, this is Paul Lancaster, Director of Player Engagement for the Buffalo Bills, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. Thanks again for hanging out with us on The Adam Ritz Show. We are in Pittsburgh now uh, on the campus of Robert Morris University with Bobby Joe Bellis. Hi, Bobby Joe. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Adam? I am doing wonderful. We're actually conducting this interview in Joe Walton Stadium, the football stadium for the Robert Morris uh, football... Colonials. Colonials. I'm sorry. We're talking about uh, football from a, from a female perspective and from uh, your chair. You're the... What is your title with the football team? It's football coordinator. Um, at some other schools, it would be director of operations, but it's same, different title, same role. So you work with the student athletes, the football players, uh, both on the field and off the field. I'm going to assume you set up some community service projects and uh, help the guys with some off the field, I guess, character enhancers. Well, I have a my job, I guess, is all encompassing outside of planning training camp and spring ball and all of our travel 
running the budget and is um, Coach Walton's celebrity golf fundraiser golf outing. I guess you could say other duties as assigned would include um, scheduling some community service. Um, if players should have issues off the field, we I sort of help facilitate to make sure they're doing what they need to do to correct those issues and get in good standing. Um, pretty much anything you can think of. If a guy is just looking for community service on his own, I can help him coordinate that. Um, here at Robert Morris, all students have a student engagement transcript that they have to complete before graduation, and a lot of that is a big piece of community service. And outside of what we do as a team for community service, I do help the players with some other things from time to time. So let's talk uh, individual community service versus team community service. Um, now, we can assume, uh, I'm, in fact, I talked to some of your guys earlier today about them working with uh, charities and foundations and community service individually, helping kids learn how to read, building parks. Uh, what about from a team perspective? You get all 100 guys to show up and do what? Well, it's hard to do community service as a team during the season. So in the off season, about once a month, I try to plan something. It's Of course, it's hard to get all 95 or 110 guys out there, but we we try to do something once a month in the off season, uh, whether it's Special Olympics or um, going to Children's Hospital to visit visit patients. Last year during spring ball, we hosted we partnered with some folks on campus to host a blood book and toy drive. Cool. Uh, one of our players um, had leukemia his senior year of high school, and he came to me with a great idea to spread awareness about leukemia and getting blood screenings and things like that. So what we did was we partnered with Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, which is one of the premier hospitals in the country for children. Um, we raised we raised awareness for leukemia. We partnered with the university to host a blood drive. Uh, typically, this blood drive in the spring doesn't get a lot of people. They would maybe get maybe 20 or 30 people, and we had close to 100 people that came out that day to donate blood. We collected books and toys, and we did that the whole month of April. We did a big toy drive the day of our spring game. And over the summer, I think we went in July, a couple weeks before training camp started, and th two of our players and three of our coaches and myself went to Children's Hospital to, we delivered all the toys, and then we, we were fortunate enough that they took us into some of the patients' rooms, and we got to visit with some of the kids and give them a toy and kind of visit with them, brighten up their day, and of course we were promoting Bobby Moe football and we gave them little schedule magnets and stickers and things with our logo on them and I think the kids were happy to see us and have somebody different come in the room that wasn't a nurse or a doctor or sure. somebody pricking them with a needle or something like that so we were able to bring some joy uh, to their day. That's great it's uh, it's awareness and community service it's inspiring for all of us uh, me including the listeners to know that you can get out there you can get involved with your community and just help out. Uh, Bobby Joe Bellis is our guest at Robert Morris University. She's with the football squad. Um, let's talk about your role with this team as a, as a woman. Gender issues are a big topic of discussion in social awareness uh, across the country. Uh, I would think that a student athlete, a male student athlete, it's to their advantage to have a female around the complex so that they are, it's always top of mind to be respectful of women. Um, what is your role or what's your take on this topic, I guess? I, it's a very interesting situation. Um, I've been around athletics my whole life, having played sports all through high school. Um, when I was a student here at Robert Morris, I worked for the football team. 
So I guess you could say I was kind of used to that athletic environment. Um, I've been fortunate enough where I haven't had any unpleasant interactions or experiences in my lifetime or in my career, but it is important. I think I bring a different perspective to the to the athletes. I'm not a coach. I'm not on out there on the field with them. Um, my interactions with them are, are very different than what they go through on a daily basis with their coach or even the athletic trainers or their professors. I think I'm still young enough that I can relate to them with what's going on. I try to keep up with social media and I, I try to stay up to date with what's going on in their lives. I mean, every time I see a guy, I'm always asking about their parents and about school or girlfriends or just what's going on with them in general. Um, of course, I care about their football career and things like that, but I care about them as a person and is there anything I can do to help you? I have guys that come to me and ask me for help with their resume, things like that, or just general just talking, getting to know people. Um, it is a unique environment. It's not a regular office. It's not a regular 9-to-5 job. Um, you just have to be ready to adjust. Uh, just as the coaches, what game scenarios change, players and coaches have to be ready to adjust. And my job's kind of the same way. I might have my plan for a day that I'm going to do these five or six different things. Well, if something comes up, I have to be ready if the coaches need something or the players need something. Um, you have to be able to multitask. You have to be able to handle yourself in a professional situation. You have to be able to take criticism, uh, <laughs> not take it personal. Um, it is it is very much a man's world, um, but I'm, I'm very much an open-minded person and take it as it is. I don't take things personal. Um, we have a great family atmosphere in our, as a staff as well as a team. I mean, we joke around with each other. And uh, just I was telling you earlier today how the guys pulled a, pulled a prank on me at our photo day. They decided not to wear shoes in their picture. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're family and we can get yeah. along like that. But it, I mean, you do have to be careful. You yeah. do have to conduct yourself in a professional setting. And you have to know when to tell these kids, um, you know, how to act in certain situations and to treat people with respect and remove your hat when you come into a, come into the building and when you're in meetings and treating, treating all people with respect. So yeah. it's a good job. All right. Uh, before I let you go, she's Bobby Joe Bellis with the uh, administration's offices uh, here with the Robert Morris University football squad. And we're actually sitting inside the stadium right now, Joe Walton Stadium. Before I let you go, I want to talk about Joe Walton, the, the namesake of this stadium. He started this team. This university did not have a football team prior to 1993. So he uh, started the team. He birthed the team 20 years later. It's the 20th anniversary of the season. The stadium's named after him. He's a legend in American football. He's coached in the NFL. Uh, I'm sure he's coached uh, all over the collegiate ranks, and uh, he's just one heck of a – I've met him earlier. What a character. Uh, let's talk about him real quick. Uh, what do you think of Coach Joe Walton? I think the world of Coach Walton. Uh, when I was a student here, 18- to 22-year-old female working for the football team, I learned a lot from him. Um, I learned a lot about teamwork, character, being prepared, um, that give it – give it whatever it takes to get the job done mentality. Uh, what I learned here as a student, I've carried with me throughout my professional career. Um, having returned to Robert Morris in March of 2011, um, I've learned a lot more since then. And I think young people today, I think maybe some of our freshmen 
before while they're being recruited by us and when they first get here, I don't think they really know who coach is until they get here and they start reading more about the program, being around their teammates, being around our alumni players that come back for picnics and games and reunions. Um, coach is truly an amazing person. He's a great coach. A lot of what you see in the NFL today, some of these plays, Coach was doing that back in the 80s with the New York Jets. Um, a lot of people joke around, oh, he, he runs the same offense, but it works. There's a reason why he's running it, because it works. And if you can learn the system and if you can take criticism, uh, you'll be a great player. Uh, but not only that, he teaches these kids important life lessons. I interact a lot with our alumni players, and they realize when they graduate and come back how much they learned from Coach Walton. Um, he's a great person of character. He's a tell-it-like-it-is guy. He cares about our players. He cares very much about this university. Um, we didn't have football in 1993. He started this program from scratch. He was given a tiny office with a telephone and a phone book and said, build a football program. And he, and he did. And what he's brought to this university is truly amazing. Um, all the new development, the stadium. Coach likes to tell the story. When he got here in 1993, there wasn't a flower on this campus. And I just gave you the tour, and you can yeah. see how beautiful our campus is. And I think football is a reason why this university has grown so much. Um, in 20 years, we've had six Northeast Conference championships. We've had five different players go on to the pros. We've had... Um, 10 academic All-Americans. Our players have had numerous academic and athletic accolades, and it's a great time to be a Robert Morris Colonial, and um, we're looking forward to this year, and we wish Coach all the best. Bobby Joe Bellis, uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the program to tell us about uh, the Robert Morris University football program. Bobby Joe, thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.